Today on Radio Italiana. The big question that everyone wants to know. What's the difference between Italians and Sicilians? Plus, Italian news, food, music and events. Coming right up on the Italian Radio Show. Alla più piano e nessuno sentirà Il nostro amore lo viviamo io e te Nessuno sa la verità Nel cielo che ci guarda da lassù Insieme a te io resterò Amore mio, sempre così Alla più piano e vieni più vicino a me Voglio sentire gli atti tuoi Folks and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show right here on the ABC Talk and News Radio Network. If you're listening to us down here in the Palm Springs area or someplace in sunny California, you're probably hearing us on 14:90 a.m. or 98.1 FM with KMET. You might be hearing us across the country. We have many affiliate stations. Some of them are ABC. Some of them are non-ABC affiliates. But wherever you hear us, we love all of our listeners. And, of course, you can always get our show 24-7 by going to our website, WCIR, West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz. Click the little button there. You can stream us live every Monday. Or you can listen to all of our shows and archive for the last seven years at our podcast. And as soon as we're done today's show, it goes right up in the podcast there. My name is Tony Lestella. I'm your host with a lovely, the beautiful, the gorgeous. I go on and on. I do this every week. Let me me stop you. Marcia Caputo from Vincenzo, Italia. Madonna. Hello. Hello. Ciao a tutti. Ciao. That's really nice. I feel the sound clapping hands when you... So, you know, when you come back, I know you're going to go to Italy. You got a month of practice, so you can introduce me like that. You know, I work on that, yeah. I I deserve that. I deserve that, right? Yeah. Once a year, it'd be nice to do it. You're right. Once a year. So, Marcia, you know, it's great to be here, great to be talking to you. Um, today's show is going to be a, you know, a lot of fun. Uh, we, we have a special guest, uh, Chef Pino, uh, right. Joe Cantali, um, and uh, he's our favorite Sicilian chef and all around. So much, great fun. Guy. So much fun. So we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. the difference between Sicilians and other Italians. Okay, which is something that I get, I've I've had this question asked to me a lot through the course of our, you know, of my life. Um, So just jump right in here with our Italian news stories of the day. And trust me, folks, when it comes to Italian news, quite frequently, the facts are frequently more uh, interesting than the fiction is. Uh, We're going to talk about some Sicilian or Sicilian related news stories. All right. We're going to start right out with a story here about this notorious Sicilian mobster, dubbed Giovanni Brusca. He's a Sicilian mobster. He was dubbed the people slayer. He killed so many people, you know, apparently that's the uh, MO they gave him. And uh, there's there, there all been arms in Italy about this guy now because after 25 years behind bars, he's now suddenly being freed from prison, okay? 
nice. Uh, and I mean, this guy was brutal. This guy was really the worst of the worst when it comes to the mafia guys. I mean, he even, like, killed children, okay? That's so, why we um, need the death penalty. You know, I, we I tell you what, that. I tell you what, I don't, I do not disagree with you. I know that Italy does not have a death penalty. Oh. Um, after 29 years, they still don't know all the people he killed, but let's just say he was right up there. And so there's a lot of uh, controversy, obviously, about his release from Italy, his release from prison. Um, I, I'm sure it has something to do with COVID, because I know that a lot of people are being released from COVID. Um, but he basically, one of the things is uh, that he said in order to get a reduced sentence, he also, he's now 64 years old. So if you figure he did a lot of this 25 years ago, he's a younger guy. Look at all these brutal kill all these uh, killings. Yeah, yeah. It says that now he's getting out of prison early, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess it's not about COVID. It's getting out early because he's it's given him a bunch of information oh. uh, to, uh, on other notorious gangsters that are now being arrested. Stuff he had here, okay? Oh, that's so, um, because it would disappear automatically. Yeah, so probably he's going to get out of prison, and, yeah. and you know, knowing how uh, the, the, this type of justice goes, he'll get yeah. what's coming to him because someone's going to whack him, right? They know. They know. Okay, so what happened? Well, so that's it. So, you know, they're, just, they're, they're very up in arms about the People throughout Italy uh, are really upset about the fact that this guy killed so many people, but now he made a deal to get out of prison early when, you know, he should be there serving like I say, life. Justice, because they know the police, everybody know, all the Italian, as soon as he's going to get out the, the, the gate, something going to happen to him. We all know that, okay? And you know, they probably, you know, they know that and they figure, you know what? They let it, they let nature take its course. Yes. He has coming, he has coming to him, you know. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, I remember back in the day. We never knew what pedophiles were in the neighborhood that I grew up with. I grew up in an Italian American neighborhood back east because, you know, if a pedophile ever did rear their ugly head, the police kind of looked the other way. And let's just say that the neighborhood had its own justice department type of people that like took care that. of that type of thing. So I'm sure this guy is going to be in for something similar. Yep. Now, talking about, you know, coming from New York and from Italian neighborhoods, you know, where sometimes you have, whether you like it or not, you have some of these guys around, some of these uh, you know, organized crime mafiosas. There's a big controversy now going on as to whether or not there's any organized crime in Buffalo, in Buffalo, New York, okay? So, um, and it all depends on who you ask, okay? So, the Italian organized crime has been mentioned at least 42 times in all of these indictments of different uh, different criminals there that they're, they're, they're basically shutting down of this uh, this this strip club, uh, and you know they keep referring to a lot of these different mafia guys. Now, whether or not there's any mafia, who knows? Uh, there's obviously a lot of high-profile criminal cases there in the New York area that re, you know involve the mafia. But um, whether it's the Italian mafia there, it's a whole different ball game. They don't really know about it. They're still trying to figure it all out. Um, and I find that to be a little bit kind of odd because you would think of the FBI hmm. and the DEA and all these hot shots are involved. They're going to know whether or not they got the Italian mafia, you know, there in Buffalo or whether they just got some, you know, just a bad ring of criminals uh, doing all this stuff, you know? 
Um, too much, you know, it is. <laughs> tell you too much about it. Just as like, you know, have the people say that there is, have the people say there's not. Uh, even the newscasters there with the local ABC channel is, you know, they're up in air as to whether or not, you know, how much of it really is true or not. Of course, it doesn't help much that the guy who owns the strip club, where apparently all this stuff is going to uh, is, is supposedly taking place, is an Italian. His name oh. is uh, Gerace, okay? Yeah. So, or, or Gerace, depending upon how oh. you would say it. And, of course, it comes to no surprise to any of us that he has pleaded not guilty to all charges. So, you know. I don't know nothing. I don't, I don't know nothing. nothing. <laughs> exactly. I do like the comments. I have to be honest. I don't see nothing. I don't hear nothing. I, don't, you know I know. I know. Yes. It's kind of like Schultz and Hogan's Heroes. You have all right. <laughs> so moving on here, now we're going to tell you about one of your favorite Sicilian mafia families. Of course, this is all made up fictitious because it's all television. Okay. Right. But of course, they're from back east to uh, the Sopranos. So, you know, many people love the television series The Sopranos. And, right. uh, you know, it was very, very popular for many, many years on HBO. Um, obviously, the great actor who played Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini, passed away a few years ago. He died very, very young, uh, I think of a heart attack, and so we were all very saddened by that. But now there is a sequel coming out, okay? A big movie sequel, uh, which goes back in time to when, obviously, Tony Soprano was younger and how he got started in the family business and how his father had gotten whacked. Oh, I like that. They're going to pass. And it's supposedly going to be featuring all of your favorite characters and actors from The Sopranos. Okay. Uh, and it kind of brings you right up to the point that we, that's where The Sopranos ended, where, you know, apparently did Tony Soprano actually get whacked in that last episode? That's the question that no one has really answered. You know, was it a setup? Did he really go in the witness protection plan? Did he really get whacked? No one really knows. They promise that this uh, is going to um, somehow resolve that question. Uh, and they've been really keeping the script under wraps. In, in fact, the uh, producer, David Chase, who created the whole Soprano series, he's actually changed the original ending several times so that none of the cast members or people working on the set can let anybody know, you know what's really going to happen. But it sounds like it should be a lot of fun um, to see. Uh, for those of us who are fans of the original TV series, I do believe it's going to come out in a major motion picture. Uh, and I'm not quite sure when it will come out, but it's slated to come out, I think, sometime over the next year. So keep uh, keep that in your scope, and we'll let you know as we know more and more about this. Folks, that's your Italian news for the day. And we're going to be right back after this short word from our sponsors. With my favorite part of the show, we have oh. Chef Pino here, Chocatali, our favorite Sicilian chef, going to teach us a great Sicilian recipe on our food and our drink segment. Don't go away. We'll be right back with a lot more West Coast Italian radio on the ABC Talking News Radio Network. Stay tuned.
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. This is Tony Lestella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Di più, di più, di più, felice restare lassù, e volavo, volavo felice più da volta il sole ed ancora più su, mentre un mondo pian piano spiravo lontano laggiù, una musica dolce sognavo soltanto per me, volare. Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk radio network. Samarzia, now my favorite part of the show, our food and our wine segment brought to us by our great sponsor, Tito's. Handmade vodka from Austin, Texas. Great for any party, any summer gathering you got. Make sure you get Tito's, folks. And we got a special guy on today, our very favorite Sicilian chef, favorite mm-hmm. Sicilian guy, Joe Cantali, Chef Pino, with a special recipe. Here you go, direct from Chef Pino. Hey, this is Chef Pino. Today I'm going to show you how to make a homemade loaf of bread with a nice crust. You don't have to be a baker to do this, okay? All you need is one of these cast iron Dutch oven pots. This has been in my family for about 25 years. I never thought that I would be making bread in this, but let me show you, okay? All you need is a measuring cup with a thermometer so you can control the temperature of your water. You need a little bit of sugar, some yeast, a little bit of uh, olive oil and about four cups of flour. You don't need one of these babies, okay? All you need is one of these. This is your tool that you need, okay? Let me show you how. This is what you need. Four cups of flour, one large bowl, one spatula, one and a half cups of water at 110 degrees, one tablespoon of sugar, one tablespoon of yeast, two tablespoons of olive oil, one cast iron Dutch oven pot. 
Here's one and a half cup of water at 110 degrees. Make sure it's not any hotter than that. Your sugar, one tablespoon of sugar into a little bowl. Another tablespoon of yeast, a little bowl. Into a medium-sized bowl, pour about half a cup of that water. And take your yeast and sprinkle it into the bowl, nice and evenly. Make sure you don't leave any spaces. And after you're done with that, you just cover that with a towel. While your yeast is, is covered, leave it for about, about 20 minutes to ferment. Get your flour ready. Put a nice little well in the middle. Put your two tablespoons of olive oil in there. And now you take your yeast, make sure that it is foamed up and it should look like something like this. Just pour that into the mix and start mixing that well with your spatula. And after mixing, you should, should be like this and keep on spinning, spinning upwards and to close it up on top and just spinning, spinning just like that. And keep on doing that until everything is, seems like it's sealed into a big bowl. Take that and cover that with a, I usually cover with a, with a lid from a pot and put that in the microwave because there's, there's no draft in the microwave. That's a safe place for me, that's what I think. About 20 minutes or so later, the dough should look like this, and you keep on turning your dough from the bottom up, from the bottom up. Keep on doing that, spin it around from the bottom up. That's what it should look like. It's as simple as that. Now once you have that all flipped up, put the lid again and put it back for about another 20 minutes or so. After an hour and a half of doing that about four or five times, I would say, and this dough should look about double or triple the size. Just to keep on doing the same thing, keep on spinning. If the dough is a little mushy, just add a little bit of flour, but not too much. And just keep on flipping up, keep on flipping that up. Put it back again in the, in the, um, in the bowl with a cover about another 20 minutes or so. Put it away for another 20 minutes or so. Meantime, you should get your oven preheated to about 375 degrees. Put in your Dutch oven pot in there and let it stay for about 15 minutes preheated. Here's your pot, all preheated 15 minutes later and what I usually like to do is I like to cover the pot with parchment paper because it's easier when you have to get the loaf of bread out out of the pot and you're going to see a little later why sprinkle a little bit of flour on the bottom now take the dough from the bowl scrape it nice and carefully drop it into the pot make sure it's seated very well take a sharp knife and cut it a couple of cuts just to give it that artesian look to the bread and that's a nice little touch just sprinkle a little bit of flour which is also another nice little touch cover it with the lid and put that into the oven for about 30 minutes with the lid on after 30 minutes take the lid off and this is what it will look like, like this. And 
take, leave the lid off now and put it back into the oven for another half hour. And after half hour, this is what the bread should look like, nice and golden. This is your loaf of bread. How is that for homemade? You can see now by leaving the lid off, gives you a nice little crust. This is why I use a parchment paper. It's very easy to take the bread out of the pot. So just be careful doing that. That is it. This is your bread. Hey, the bread is all done. Fresh out of the oven. Make sure you wait about 15 minutes or so because you don't want to cut into it. The bread is too hot. It will be a little gummy. Look at this, baby. Just look at this. Feel this crust. Look. That's why I want to show you this recipe. It's very simple and easy. So without further ado, let's just cut it. What you need is a nice sharp knife like this, serrated edges to cut into it. Just look at this. You feel that? Just look at that. Look. Look at this bread. Okay? Now, all I need is a little piece so I could dip into my oil. Get some olive oil here, season with a little sea salt, pepper, oregano, and this is what you do with the bread. Look at this. Mm. I got some super salt over here. Also got a little bit of cheese to go with this delicious bread. So this is Chef Pino. Until the next recipe, say ciao a tutti. So now it's an extra special treat, Marcy. We're going to have Joe Cantali here with us live. Uh, you know, we've just listened to his great recipe, and he's going to share some Italian, uh, well, actually some Sicilian, no, some Sicilian phrases. Uh-huh. And we do our, our regular Italian phrases of the week. This week will be Sicilian phrases. So, Joe, welcome to West Coast Italian Radio. What do you have for Thank us you. in regards to Sicilian phrases for people? I got two today. One it is, is this. Okay, I'll translate it. Un signore dal pane a un povero vivente? No. No. I'll say it again. Un signore d'uno un pane a cui non aveva i denti. Ah, il pane a chi non ha denti. Vero. <laughs> All right, so what, so you guys, so tell us what it means, Marzia. Uh, okay. The gentleman give the bread to who, who take the bread who doesn't have a tea. Make sense? I don't know. Yeah, I right. God, God gives, gives bread to people that don't have teeth. Yeah, God yeah. gave us bread for people yeah. who don't have teeth. Obviously, a Sicilian proverb. <laughs> yes. It's another one that, that is an old-fashioned. Uh-huh. Nobody, even the young kids, wouldn't even know what that is, and I have to really explain it. I like the challenge. Okay. Pedro Sheco Cututigarrube. Pedro Sheco Cututigarrube. Perdere il carro con tutti gli ori. No. Car- carubi is the carob, the, uh, you know, know, those brown, uh, things that they look like pea pods. Okay. Very, no. uh, 
uh, unique, almost close to cocoa. But in Sicily, it was a commodity that was worth money back in those days. Okay. So it's basically you're losing the the, uh, the donkey with all loaded with the carubi. Okay. So I you, lose. You, <laughs> in other words, if, you, if you're losing that, you're losing everything. You have a load of that on your donkey and you lose <laughs> that, you lost everything. Yeah. Well, and this I was. So you lost your donkey that was full of basically whatever this stuff is, which was everything, right? Yeah, because yes. at the time it was the food they were carrying, the food, the bread, the wine, everything with those little carrettino, you know what I mean? So, of course, yeah. someone steal it from you, you lost all your food, everything. Yeah. So it was gold. You lost the precious cargo, basically. Yeah. Well, exactly. there you go, folks. Those okay. are. Are, but are not Italian phrases, are Sicilian phrases, are Sicilian phrases, uh, of the week. Uh, and we'll be back. Of course, next time you come to the show, you have to give us more. This is a lot of fun doing these. Love yes, it. I will. <laughs> and now, folks, our artist of the week. Marcia, that has to be one of the most beloved Italian songs of all time, known worldwide. I mean, even by people who don't know Italian music, they know mm-hmm. that song, they know that melody. It's been done by so many artists over the years. The creation of Domenico Modugno. Mo- Domenico Modugno, okay? Mm-hmm. Italian singer, songwriter. He wrote this song um, back in nineteen. 19- 58, mm-hmm. and it became a hit. He, uh, it, he, he won the um, he, he won the international uh, hit song. He won the Grammy Award actually that year for it um, as one of the top you know top songs of all time. Um, it's been done by so many people. So here's a guy who um, he spoke a dialect similar to Sicilian. I know we're talking about Sicilians today. And he was actually Sicilian, although he played a Sicilian, I guess, in a movie, you said, right? right. And so people so always thought he was Sicilian. That's how he started. He That's how he started. That's right. And he's had, uh, he's had a number of other hit songs, but that one certainly is his most popular. So this guy, he must be well-regarded, I'm thinking, in Italy, right? The one song, with this song, he was the first Italian cantautore, the, the really Italian singer. It was him, the first one, how he, he this. Sing this song. And what's, what, what do you mean by cantatori? Cantatori is one of Italian, that, that me, really Italian classic songer, singer. Okay. So kind of like a, like a master, master <laughs> Italian singer. Okay. Right. right. All right. Well, that's pretty and really then, cool. Remember him, I was thinking it was from Napoli because a lot of songs of him, they're all in a dialect, Napolitan uh, song. So I was thinking, oh, it's from Napoli. And it yeah, was, yeah. you know, but he sings a lot of song for their own dialect because we really strongly believe on that. He's a really great guy. He did a lot. He he went to Turin the North, um, like a parliament to help to change the right for the patients in the hospital, to help people with um um uh, problem with uh, some disease. I don't remember but because I, I wasn't the ears, but I remember a little clip of things my mom Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, what we're gonna do here 
That's what I'm he, he recorded a great Sicilian song, mm-hmm. Viti na Crozza. I think I said that right. Viti na Crozza. Okay. Uh, and he was very fluent in singing Sicilian uh, and the dialect and everything. So here you are, our Artist of the Week, Domenico Modugno, and performing the Sicilian hit, Viti na Crozza. Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. This is Tony LaStella with the Italian Radio Show. 
Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Dici del cielo sta compagno vostra che già perduto suore and we are back with more West Coast Italian Radio here on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. I'm Tony Lastola, your host, with Marzi Caputo, my co-host, and a great, great guest, none other but Chef Pino, Joe Cantali. Joe, uh, you know, it's just great having you on the show. It's great with your, you're doing the Sicilian recipes that we don't very frequently get to have. We do a lot of great Italian, Italian-American recipes but we just don't have the opportunity for those great Sicilian recipes, you know. And this kind of brings up an interesting topic that I know a lot of people have questions about, both those who are Italian as well as Italian-Americans. I frequently hear people say, you know, what's the difference between Sicilians and Italians? And, of course, depending who you talk to, the Sicilians claim, well, we're the real Italians, you know. And then, of course, the other Ital- some of the Italians, especially some from the north. And no, no the north, comes- you know what it's in the north? Yeah, the, nor- the north think that Sicilians are totally peasants. They don't even belong in Italy. <laughs> so what, what, what's your view on this? Be, 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 being a Sicilian, well, you, you're, first of all, you're born in Sicily. Then you came yes. here, then you were raised Sicilian-American, had a very illustrious career for many, many years as a cameraman for CNN. And then, of course, most more recently are doing uh, your cooking, your Italian catering. So, you know, what, 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 in your opinion, is the difference? A difference? It's like night and day. Right. Way. <laughs> it's night and day. <laughs> we, there's a, the Italian language in Italy. Yeah. But then there's Sicilian language. Mm-hmm. Sicilian is a language, not a dialect. Most people think it's a dialect. Right, right. So that's when there's the difference that separates the Sicilians with the Italians, because the language is so totally different from the uh, the Italian. And um, they think that they are they're speaking speaking like a foreign language. Well, and that's true. I gotta tell you, you know, it's really true. It's well, you have to think that if you hear some words of Sicilian, it sounds like Arabic. 
And I used to say that, what is this, Arabic? Which is true. Yes, yes. There's a, the Sicilians mixed with Arab, Hebrew, uh, Byzantine, all yes. kinds of, because of so many, uh, uh, ethnics invaded Sicily through the years. Right. Yeah. That yeah. it's, it has a culture that is so totally different. You right. know, for example, I could give you an example because I, I, I went through really once that sounded really totally different, Sicilian with Italian, because a lot of them are similar. Here's, a, here's one over here that, that it would really throws everybody, uh, out of a loop. I can't, uh, became a stain with can. Mamma mia. Okay. I'll say it again. I can't, uh, give me stain with can. Now I'm going to say in Italian. Sali qui, che cosa mi stai a dire? In Sicilian, in Italian, now in, in English is, come up here, what are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So totally different, totally different. There's another one. Perché stai smurritiando questa pignata china? Okay. That is Arabic. You see, that's what I say, that's Arabic. Perché stai a sgarzare con questa pentola piena? Italian. It's nothing close wow. at all. Wow. So what's it in English? In English is why are you fooling around with this full pot? Uh-huh. <laughs> because we're talking about kitchen. That's why I was trying to find things around the kitchen, you know. Well, it's, you know, it's, what's interesting about that is in the movie The Godfather, you remember uh, Godfather 1, when Michael Corleone goes for the meeting there with uh, the uh, head of the other family and the police chiefs, where, he, of course, he murders the two of them. But before he kills them, He's talking to the head of the other family, but he's not talking to him in Sicilian. Is what's interesting. He's talking to them in Italian, okay? Mm-hmm. And they have, the, of course, the English uh, you know, translation. They put it on the screen there. But I just thought that was curious because technically, uh, you know, the, uh, the the family there, the Corleone family in the movie, was supposed to be Sicilian. So yes, you well, think that we, we talk Sicilian, is a, right? I mean, deep Sicilian. You yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The, the Parlamentano accent, actually. Right, right. I remember growing up. I remember growing up. I had a Jewish friend named Joey Blue in New York City. Okay, and his, and his theory of Sicilians, he says these are the lost tribe of Israel. This is the tribe that made it across the Mediterranean and they settled there, which accounts for why. The language, the customs, and everything are you know quite a bit different than the ordinary Italian. So that that's yeah. his, was his theory. The invasion is that so many you know ethnics that they invaded Sicily that, that, that that's how it became the culture. In, yeah, you know, yeah. it mm-hmm. was ruled by the Greeks in the eighth century. So basically, that's why you find a lot of uh, Greek ruins in Sicily. That's you right. Would, yeah, you, you would think you know that they uh, that you were in Greece. Some of the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, but that, that, that's basically what uh, Sicily has been. And then what, what, what happened was in the 1860s when the, you, Italy got united by Giuseppe Garibaldi, which is the Risorgimento was called. They right. united the, the two Italys. It's a new unification of Italy. Well, finally, the North decide, let's make Italian, Italy too. So that's what we said. You're welcome. We made a half of, uh, of Italy, Italian, and we're all together. I'm kidding, but we decided. But, 19- but the Southern Italians didn't like that Rome was going to be ruling them. I know. They were everywhere. Rome <laughs> because, uh, because the Vatican didn't recognize Italy as a country. Oh, really? Wow. 
So there was a lot. I mean, when we're talking, you don't, you know, sometimes you don't want to become political, but but basically that's what it's been like. It's true. It's been a political thing, and it's also the same thing. It's the north, the south. When they say, "What's the difference between a Sicilian and mm-hmm. and and an, an Italian from the north? What's the difference of somebody from Mississippi and somebody from New York?" Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. North and south. It's always been yeah. like north and south. Whatever country you look at is always the north and south. Yes, well, that's and that interestingly, the, the Sicilians, of course, because of our pop culture and all the Hollywood movies and stuff, have this, you know, have developed the uh, the myth that that's where the mafia is. The mafia comes from. And, of course, from the, just the stuff we've covered on this show, a lot of the really powerful mafia families are actually in Calabrese and some other places, you know. But sure. interestingly, that, and again, I don't know if this is true. This is something that I heard growing up, was that, that when the mafia first got started, it did start in Sicily, but it didn't get started necessarily as a criminal organization. It actually got started as a as a movement to help to free Italy from oppressors. That They had the Spanish invaders there, and that what they did is had the secret is a secret society of people who would go around almost like guerrillas, where they would be doing this guerrilla warfare, warfare uh, and that and that that's, they helped to free the country by all those guerrilla tactics they used, you know, uh, which then later became, of course, uh, crime. So I don't know. That's the story that I heard. What what's what is the story on that? If you know, well, uh, there's conflicting stories on that. But uh, it started out as something like that, but then then like everything else in the uh, in the world, things get corrupt. People see that there's money to be made. Right, right, yeah. And things get switched to a different uh, way of doing business. Yeah. And uh, yeah. basically that's where the corruption came in, that they that they took over. They were able to, to control the people, mm-hmm. you know, since they're, 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 they felt like they, we are the saviors, so we're going to control you now. Yeah, you know, yeah. you stay with us and we keep you safe. It's basically like the mob back back in here in the States. It's like, say, listen, uh, you don't have to pay me about $500 a month. Uh, otherwise, your windows will be broken. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but instead of stuck with the mafia, I want to hear about the language. Like I say, I heard this. Tell me if it's true. The Your guy's dialect, now after 50 years, it changing with a new generation and start to change even the dialect. It's not like it used to be 50 years ago. That is true. Uh, and the, the thing is that I've been in Sicily now quite a, quite a few times. Uh-huh. And when I, I, I talk, the fact that I speak the language fluently and I talk to the people, the language that I speak, I learned from my, my parents and I learned from my grandparents. And the language that I speak, they don't no longer speak the language anymore. Mm-hmm. To them, it's beneath them uh-huh. speaking that, the dialect. So yeah, they, yeah. they speak Italian in, in uh, Sicily now. Yeah. They're get, exactly. getting away from the, from the dialect. Right. And that's right. just, and now the Sicilian language is actually dying. But that's the thing all the, all over Italy. We have the same problem, all those um, the new generation that use less dialect because at school you have to speak Italian. You yeah, have yeah. to speak each other. So as the people, people become more educated is what you're saying. It's not yeah. that. It's not because I think the dialect is not because you're ignorant. It's beautiful language. It's the original, if you think about it. It's history on that. But it's like you got to talk to other people from different city. 
So they will not understand you. So everybody now is obligated to speak Italian. And what happened to this new generation, young kids, they don't use no more the dialect. So they're like in the North, they're trying to reintroduce again. And they're doing classes to teach the younger generation the dialect. It's so sad. We forget that. You know what I mean? That's what I say. Not so much Sicilian. There's another dialect in in Italy that, uh, say, for example, the city of Bari. Mm-hmm. You, you hear their dialect, forget it, right? You know, completely to Sicilian, you can't understand what these people are talking about. Right. And then there's one town in Sicily called San Fratello, uh-huh. which is, is totally, totally different in Sicilian language or di- any dialect. You cannot understand these people. We have, like, about one, we have about one more minute left here. And b- before we, uh, we end our uh, th- this discussion. I want to just hit on one of the things, which is food. So you know, the food really between uh, with the Sicilian, you know, the Sicilian dishes versus the regular Italian dishes is vastly different. Yes, uh, in, in, in southern Italy, it's basically mostly tomato sauce. Yeah, based. yeah, because that's where tomatoes are grown. You know, right. the northern is more like a creamy sauce with butter. And different types of like a white sauces. And that's the difference in the food between the north and south. Right, uh, right. In other words, you could have a cotoletta milanese, which is basically, there is really any sauce on it with the risotto. And then you could have a cutlet down in Sicily down with tomato sauce on top. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the same, the same dish, but it's totally different between the north and the south. And there's other things um, along the way too between north and south, but there's a difference in. Uh, in, in the Chef Pino, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show with us, and you know we want you to be a regular as we talked about because it's great uh, to present these wonderful Sicilian dishes that really nobody uh, gets a chance to uh, try. I mean, I don't even know of a Sicilian restaurant anymore. Like Granita con brioche. There you go. So I tell you what, we're going to definitely have you back, and uh, we have to take a short break now for our sponsors, but thanks so much for being a part of West Coast Italian Radio. And I totally enjoy it. And folks, we'll be right back after this short break. Don't go away. This is Tony Lastello with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. 
Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers! 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to a West Coast Italian radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk radio network. So now, Marcy, it's time for us to do our Italian events. We have great Italian events uh, that are happening throughout the western United States. And before we get started, let's just tell all of our people that if you have an event out there that you would like to submit to us for our event calendar, please go to our website. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR, WCIR WCIR.biz, and go there. There's a link there to contact us, send us your event. Uh, You know, usually on the show we only have – Timer to cover a few events, but uh, it, we'll have a, a, a calendar up on our website that has all of the events, uh, both the large ones and the small ones across the country. So let's cover some of the major events going on right now. Uh, and a lot of these events, of course, are towards the end of the summer, being that we're just opening up now uh, from our COVID lockdowns. On Saturday and Sunday, August 21st and 22nd, the San Jose Italian Family Festa is going on, an absolute great event that takes place every year down the historic San Jose. Make sure you go down there and check out all the great things they're doing that weekend from the main stage, the great wines, their wine garden, and all the fun for family and culture uh, promoting the Italian uh, heritage and Italian culture. And all those Italian Festival, they're always good for all family, kids, absolutely, any age. So remember that it's not just for one, okay? It's absolutely. Not- now, Sunday, September 5th, up in the state of Washington again, they have this great racetrack there, Emerald Downs, fantastic horse racing track. They're Funny. doing Italian Day 
at the races. Again, this is sponsored specifically by the West Coast Italian Radio. So if you come out to that event, you can meet your hosts there, both Marcia and I will be there all day long, meeting and greeting people. And, of course, we'll have the West Coast Italian Radio studio band, Tony Lestella and the Goombas, playing all afternoon down at the track side between races. Other activities include bocce, wine tasting, pizza eating contest, Italian dancers, a lot of fun for the family. And we're going to be giving away free tickets for this event starting in July, all summer long. So make sure you stay tuned in. I will we, try uh, to present you. I will start to say, and the Goombas are going to be there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. The Goombas are always there. We always have a blast there. Okay, Friday, September 10th. Festa Italiana at the Fisherman's Festival down in Monterey, California. We love our Italian friends down in Monterey, California. Very active sons of Italy down there, a very active Italian community. You used to live down there, Marcia. You love San. I was supposed to say that. Oh, my heart is there. I love all oh, California. It's beautiful. My so make has- sure, folks, you check that out. It starts Friday, September 10th, goes till Tuesday, September 14th. The Monterey Festa Italiana Fisherman's Festival. Moving back up to the Northwest, we have two big festivals taking place in September. One of them is the San Gennaro Festival, taking place on from Friday, September 10th to Sunday, September 12th at the Casa Italiana Italian Cultural Center in Burien, Washington. And then we have the Big E at the end of September from the 24th to the 26th of September, again, Friday through Sunday, Festa Italiana at Seattle Center. The big Italian festival been going on about 35 years there. One of the largest ones on the West Coast celebrating everything Italian. Moving on, and by the way, we will be at the Festa Italiana in Seattle. We'll have a booth there. We'll be sponsoring the big dance that night on the stage uh, and the Italian uh, talent presentation of all the different singers. Kind of a big jam with all the lead entertainers there. Saturday and Sunday... On October 2nd and 3rd, the Los Angeles Italian Festival takes place. That's the first weekend of October. Always a lot of fun with our Italian friends down in L.A. at Hollywood and Highland. Make sure you check that out. That's a great event. And we finish up the season out here out west with a biggie. The El Dorado Great Italian Festival taking place the second weekend of October, October 9th and 10th, at the El Dorado Hotel and Casino in Reno, Nevada. Folks, they literally close down all of downtown Reno. They make it a little Italy. And it's absolutely fantastic. Great entertainment, Italian markets, Italian food booths, all kinds of fun all weekend long. Make sure you check it out. And there are your Italian events. And you know, Marcy, we need to remind people that you can listen to us 24-7. We have probably close to... Uh, seven years of shows in our archives. Just go again to our website, wcir.biz. Click there. Today's show is going to go right up when we're done, and you can listen to all of our shows. Share them with all your friends and family because we have listeners all over the world, and we love people listening to us online. And, of course, our after-hour show is going to be coming out soon. Radio Italiano Lucerose. Okay? That's going to... That's where we cover all the topics of the day's show. But we're a little more racy and direct with how we feel about them. Of course we are, because we're Italian. We tell you what we really think. That's a hoot. It's for 18 years and over. It's uh, obviously by subscription only. Make sure you go to our website. Check that out. That's going to be coming out soon. We have a whole bunch of shows on there for you to listen to. And that's pretty much it, Marcia. I've had a great time, as always, doing the show with you. 
<laughs> we'll be back next week, folks, with a brand new show here with the Italian radio show, West Coast Italian Radio, on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. God bless you all. A salute. Ciao a tutti. A little Dean Martin song for you. Ciao, ciao, bambina. Ciao. The rain is falling. Once more I kiss you and thank goodbye. Our love was just like a fairy story. Oh my. But all its glory must pass us by. Our raindrops trembling upon your face, dear. Or are they teardrops for the love we knew? Ciao, ciao, bambina. My heart is falling while rain is falling.